I'm Daniel, the Past Life Regressionist, and it's time to begin. This is Timeless Spirituality. Hey everyone, welcome back to Timeless Spirituality. If you're a fan of this show, please go ahead and like and subscribe. Really appreciate it. And for today's episode, this is one of those episodes where people have been saying to me, when are we going to get one of the cool ones? Well, I think this is one of those. I think this is one of those that's cool, for lack of a better term. So I hope you guys enjoy this one. It's, uh, it's fun. It's really a fun episode, and I have some other, how mm, want to put it, dynamic episodes coming up. So yeah, I hope you guys enjoy this one. And if you would like to book a regression with me to discover who, when, and where you have been throughout time, you can reach me on Instagram at the Past Life Regressionist or my website, thepastliferegressionist.com. And now, it's time to begin. Kelsey, thank you so much for being here. How are you doing today? Good. I'm great. Thanks for having me. How are you? Excited. Me too. Everyone will see why. <laughs> You're in for a treat today. Yay. Let's just dive into the, the first juicy question, which is unrelated to the excitement that is to come. Kelsey, are you ready for the big question? I'm ready. What is your favorite song that has to do with time? more about time and why. Okay. Uh, when I read this in the little notes, first of all, my mind went to not a song, but a movie. If anyone out there has never seen about time, I highly recommend it. Have you seen it? I haven't. Movie? Oh my gosh. It's so, so I should good. watch it. Oh yes. It's so good. So, so, so good. It's funny, lighthearted, sweet, endearing. Um, romantic it's just so good and it's about this guy that learns that he can travel backwards in time at will and it's just really fabulous so highly recommend that and then for the song I love this song from another movie called dare to be wild and it's called plenty of time do you want me to read you like a few of the lines sure because it's not well known uh, nothing grows in a straight line. There's no river flowing in a straight line. The wind doesn't blow in a straight line. There's plenty of time for change in your mind. There's nothing written in stone, you know, nowhere to be and nothing to nowhere to go. You can turn back now and it'll be all right. That's just a few lines. It's such a good song. How old is the movie? It's not that old, but I probably watched it three or four years ago. It used to be on Netflix. I don't know if it's on Netflix anymore, but it's a really good, it's a good movie. It's about like kind of returning to our wildness um, and like recovering the wild. Really good. I'll have to check that one out. Yeah. So I have a movie to check out and well, I guess two movies now and a song. Yeah. So and thank song. you for the recommendations. Yeah, you're welcome. All right. Good question. I can't take credit for that one. Well, it was uh, recommended to me by my friend Z. That's I call it the Z question just for that reason. 
people have said like, hey, that's a really good question. And I just have this compulsion to say it wasn't mine. It wasn't mine. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to take credit for it. I believe that credit is is important. It is. So I, I always want to give Z credit for that. So that's the Z question. Thanks, Z. So who is Kelsey? I don't like this question, mainly because it's very hard to answer this question, especially when I was listening back to my time travel adventure. I'm literally like, who is Kelsey? <laughs> that was my big question because it got so expanded as I went on that adventure. And then even listening back to it, it, it the answer I would give you, who is Kelsey, just changed. <laughs> um, I would say I'm an explorer of life. That's, that's my best answer. I love exploring life and I'm definitely on a journey of healing. And so forging the healing arts and bringing forward things that help me along my path and then beginning to share that with others as well so that we can all kind of heal and grow and transform, evolve and like live in joy and peace as much as we can together. Cool. So that's yeah. Kelsey in this. I life. mean, it's like part, part of it. I'm a mom, have two kiddos, I'm a partner. I got married at 20, been married for a long time, 20 years, um, working through all that. And we'll talk a little bit about that actually, because there was a lifetime that, you know, helped me to recover some energy, um, around my choices and what else? I have a business called Intentionality that is about connecting to, helping people to connect to their sacred self and explore self-care and recover their power and their magic with intention and ality, which is like your own unique self. That's such a cool name. Yeah. Thanks. Super cool. Super yeah. cool. Things come. They, I'm, a, I'm really a channel. Things just like come, they download a lot of creativity. Yeah. Well, thank you for all that. Yeah, you're welcome. So ready to recap the experience? Let's do it. Uh, what came up for you? Okay. For how, how should I do this? Like take people on like a, a short snippet of what the journey was or? You know what? Let's start with another question. Okay. Why is it that you wanted to have a session? That's a good question. I had gotten into some shamanic work where I was doing some clearing, what's called clearing. And so you're kind of tracking in your internal um, world, different energies and sensations and awarenesses. And there's some different things that you might come across in this process. And one of them is an awareness that some energy goes to a past life. And so as I was doing this one clearing where it's kind of like you're seeing how there's a bunch of different things that want to be cleared together and you don't have to necessarily know what they all are. You kind of imagine it like dominoes, like set up where you push one, you know, and everything like goes. And so I did this whole thing and I pushed it and it goes and goes and goes and goes and then it stops and there's like several dominoes left. And so as I was in inquiry, what I realized is like, there's a past life and I didn't have the tools myself and even maybe the confidence to open that up for myself. And so I just kind of knew it's kind of sitting there for a while. And then I had a friend that did a past life regression, Tangent Nadimi with you, and she like highly recommended it. And so eventually I just knew it was time, time to, time to open that door. What's in those what's in that past life or those past lives that is wanting me, me to 
see it, know it, feel it, heal it, clear it, forgive whatever all was involved. And it was all involved. Well, I'm glad you did it. Yeah, me too. It was one of those sessions where I said to myself after the fact, huh, I know that may seem like a modest, huh, but <laughs> huh, that, that was, that was something that was, that was cool. Huh? So with the, huh, what came up for you? <laughs> okay. So first, the first life that I was shown was I was an Egyptian princess. And I mean, what came up for me is just, ha- first of all, I'd never, I've been done some hypnotism type stuff. I've never heard someone talk like you did with your voice and like the red car and all the things, how you brought me so in to this deep state of openness and being like able to start seeing and visualizing and be in a whole nother time and space while I still was aware that I'm here doing this journey with you. It was just so cool. So that's the first thing is like, what, what came up for me was like, whoa, this works. Like I am, I am somewhere and I have different skin and I'm aware of this whole different life that I'm in. And it was just really cool. So I find myself as an Egyptian princess and I've got all this gold all on my clothes and like a headdress. And I found it to be heavy, which was so curious, you know, like to be adorned, but I had this heaviness and I was hiding in a dark room near a lion statue that apparently was my like little friend where I would go. And so there was this big question, why are you hiding? You know, what, what's going on? And there was information that came that, you know, I felt very disconnected from my voice, from my power, from like what I felt like was this lioness inside of me and, you know, couldn't let it out. Couldn't, couldn't be wild. Couldn't speak for myself. Like had to be the, the way that my parents who were, you know, royalty um, expected me to be. There was a lot of pleasing others and living under expectations And even the expectation that I was like meeting someone and going through the process of getting married to this person that, you know, I didn't want to get married to. And so it was just so interesting. And I loved how you supported, you supported me in this lifetime to take some choice into my own hands. Like I went into my closet, which I usually didn't do in this lifetime because other people would pull out clothes and, you know, adored me and dressed me and I got to go in and pick my own clothes and they didn't have the heaviness you know they were light they were what I wanted they let help me to feel more um, alive and free and then you had me walk down the hall to my parents chambers and you told me to push the door open I was like it will not open <laughs> and you said you're gonna run back and smash through the door and I was like whoa can that work and it did it worked And so I spoke up, I used my voice and said, I don't want to get married. I'm not ready. And there's more inside of me that like, I need to, I need to let out. And they listened. And that was a surprise to me, actually. It was very surprising that they listened, but they did. And there was this forgiveness um, ritual that you led us through as well. And it happened. And I think it was really beautiful because I think it definitely reflected something that I've experienced in my own life where I've wondered, you know, I mean, cause I, I got married at 20, not because I 
had to, like my parents led me down that path, but there was some religious things that we were kind of following that caused us to like, feel like we got to get married. We got to get married now, you know, pretty much have sex. (laughs) Yeah. And so, you know, just to like have this awareness that it's not something that I just experienced in this lifetime, but there's energy that, you know, it came from before that as well. And that at any point, something can be changed and there can be a point of choice and empowerment. And so what I've done in this lifetime now is I've been able to just have this choice in every day and every moment to live with my lioness, like alive and free. And it doesn't mean I'm necessarily like changing my relationship or I don't want to be married. It means that I've forgiven that sense of I'm stuck and that sense of, I don't have a choice and I'm living from, I have a, I have a effing choice and (laughs) I have all the energy that I need inside of me. And I have a lot of power and I'm heard. Like, that's a big thing that shifted for me is like, I'm heard. I deserve to be heard. I know how to speak so that I can be heard. And things are being reflected to me all the time. Whoa, I just got heard. That person just slowed down and listened and something new just got created in a collaborative way because of it. And it's just, that just blows my mind. But that has all been happening since making that change in this past life. That's number one. (laughs) I just, I want to applaud you. Excuse me. I got a, an Egyptian frog in my throat there. (laughs) It's not a biblical reference or anything. (laughs) (laughs) That was good. I'm proud of myself for that one. Uh, I'm such a dork. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. It's great. I applaud you for making that change because I do believe in that situation. You still had a choice. You could have had this amazing session and seen, hey, this is all I need to do. It's easier said than done, but this is all I need to do. I just need to express myself. But you could have made the choice to say, but I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to say, hey, this thing magically cured me, this past life regression. You want to go back in time, it magically cured me, and, and I don't need to do anything now. I'm good. But you didn't do that. You took the initiative and I just want to applaud you for that because I believe that that's the most difficult thing to do is what do you do with the information after the fact? Mm. So I just want to really applaud you for that one. Yeah. And I will say, I mean, it's something I've had to sit with too, because having been married for 20 years, there is, and having connected to the energy of this young kind of maiden who chose not to get married so that she could have more freedom and more time and energy to explore her, whatever was there for her. I, I had to wrestle a little bit, right? Like, what do I want in this lifetime, you know, and not just, and and also realize if I gave myself something in a past lifetime that I wouldn't have otherwise gotten, that is satisfied. And I think that's really amazing. I could kind of really let that be. And it almost like released this something in me that was resentful that I didn't get that in this lifetime either. Right. And so I got to realize that I can have, I can have whatever I want in this lifetime. So if I want to have all that energy alive, I can have that. If I still want to have a marriage and I want it to be different and I want it to be 
honoring and something that, that I choose. It's a different way than it has been, or that I've, you know, that was modeled to me by my family or, you know, society around me. Like I can, I can do that. And it's not always easy. It's not just poof. It just happened. It's practice. But I do think like there was something that was restored, which is this sense of, I I get to explore what I want. I get to choose what I want. And then I get to put into practice, like moving toward what I want. And so, yeah, it's good. So another thing I'm fairly confident I brought up on the podcast before, which is people fantasizing about being royalty. (laughs) When I have clients come to me and just say like, oh, I want to see life when I was a queen or a princess or king. And I'm just thinking, why? Why why do you want to see that? Like, because I, I think they don't understand. I mean, there are those outlier lives. I have had, you know, just a couple people who have seen themselves happy as royalty. But I think yours is a prime example of how confined you really are as royalty. That moment when you got to go into your closet to pick out what you were going to wear. I mean, that just, it just, yeah, I can't find the words. I mean, boggles my mind doesn't even suffice there. I can't even fathom what that must be like to be in a position where you really have no choice whatsoever, even to picking out your own clothes. So that's, that's my two cents to everyone out there. It's not everything it's cracked up to be. So if you're lucky enough to go pick out your wardrobe tomorrow morning, awesome. It's the little things. It is. It's well, the little things. I'm sure it is nice to have everything provided at the same time. So I don't, I don't want to take away from that side of it because... I think it's important to also include that, that there's, there's got to be a level of comfort associated with that, but it's a comfort that I don't think I would ever want as a trade-off to that lack of choice. Well, well said. That makes so much sense. Thank you. I, I was totally due for agree. one. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Yeah. So what you got next? All right. So next, um, I was taken to a lifetime where I was just a little girl and a little fluffy dress playing on a hill with butterflies. <laughs> and it was short and sweet and to the point. And um, the butterflies had a little message. And it was really a lot about being joyful, about being here now, playing, not really um, needing to turn around and run or go, you know, do anything else. Uh, it was a lot also about just really showing up for the life that I've created and surrendering and trusting. And it was a lot about joy. Um, and I have a resident, I have a, I'm very, um, connected to butterflies anyways. Like they come in a lot. They've come in a lot on my spiritual path as my power animal. And, you know, sometimes when I'm starting to get kind of down, like I end up seeing them and they're kind of little reminders, not just of light and joy, but of the journey that we take here as humans, you know, like we start, we, we have caterpillar moments, we have cocoon moments and we have the, the, the opening moments. And then we have the fluttering around, like spreading the joy and kind of lightness moments. And so there's been this message of embracing all of it. And I think that sometimes, um, and I've, I've had a hard 
couple of years, to be really honest. And so like when the butterfly comes, it's really, I think, reminding me that even though it might be hard right now, the joy is always available inside and it's woven through and it's still, and there's like this, it's on the other side. It's, it's coming too in like greater, greater ways into my life. And so I really appreciated that. It was fun and sweet (laughs) and joyful. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. All right. What came next? Oh my goodness. Next, it was even shorter and definitely not sweeter. Um, I was taken to a lifetime where I was fixing to be hung and I didn't stay there very long. And as I listened back, it was just really quick. And as we were connecting in with my higher self at towards the end, which we can talk a little bit about that in a little bit, but essentially the higher self kind of came in and you were asking, you know, why did you show Kelsey this? Why, why did you show Kelsey that? And why did you show Kelsey the lifetime with the rope? And essentially my um, higher self said, we can work with some things without seeing them. And so I, oh, I just had chills. So there was just like some validation that was needed for, you know, I've had experience in this lifetime where I, I start wanting to, to, to share. I want to, you know, use my gifts and gosh, I get real afraid. <laughs> and I, it's like a visceral experience of being afraid. And, um, you know, I think that comes from like a life lifetimes of using my magic or healing and being in the healing arts or, you know, what some people might call a witch and, you know, being persecuted, ostracized, um, pushed out of community, killed all the things that happened to millions of people, largely women who were living from a place of power and a place of, you know, being connected with the earth and magic and all the things. And so it's been something I have rest, like it's come into my awareness, like viscerally, and then it came into my awareness intellectually. And so it's something I've been working with. So I think what, what came as being shown this lifetime was an acknowledgement of whatever I've experienced and felt is very valid. Like I lived it. It's real. Um, I saw it, I felt it and it gave me some energy to confront what needed to be confronted in the time that it needed to be confronted. So I didn't have to do it on the journey that you took me on. Um, but what happened, uh, not too long after that is I was working with my shaman and in traveling through kind of the felt sense, sometimes you'll see like a symbol and sure enough, there was a symbol of a rope and it was around my neck and there was some information there. Like the rope was kind of like in order to really release I need to do more grounding. And so I start, I really like strengthen my grounding practice. And, and the shaman also encouraged me, you can take the rope and put it in a power object and then just, you know, whatever it needs to, to whatever is called to do, to destroy it. You, you can do that when it's time. So this is all kind of new to me and it might sound woo woo to you, but, (laughs) um, it's just to me. no, whatever, whoever's listening. <laughs> like, wait, do you know what I do? <laughs> no. Yeah, that's funny. I love it. Um, probably people who are listening are pretty open-minded, but I still have this moment of like, oh no, what are they going to think, right? We're oh, we think you're cool. This life. <laughs> We're already uh, fans. Thanks. That's great. I love it. Um, 
Yeah. So, so it just like, it was so cool that it was shown to me. And then I went and I was supported in doing a little bit more work to really clear that energetic piece of, I feel like I have this rope around my neck. And the curious part is when I asked it, you know, what are you there for protection? Like at some point it was there to kill me. And now it's this reminder of, oop, don't talk about that too much, (laughs) you know? And so as I even worked with that, it became a different level of protection. It was almost like it will leave and release when I'm grounded and feel safe enough that it can. And so that's been a lot of my work, grounding myself, really affirming my safety here and now in this present day time where I'm not going to be killed. There's lots of people out there doing all the things that I want to do. And I can be one of those if I want to be. And so I put the rope in something, I released it into a river and I've been experiencing more and more changes along this journey of feeling safe and using my voice in an embodied and grounded way as uh, that's growing and growing. You said that the advice that was given to you about the rope was to turn it into something, was it powerful or a power object? Yeah, power object. What's the object you turned it into? A feather. I, I put it into a feather. So literally I had a feather. And like, it was, uh, you know, it's with intention, you're kind of moving the energy into something, um, so that there's, it becomes like a physical symbol and then you physically release it. And so it's kind of like moving that energy with just a lot of intention. And I guess power is the reason they call it a power object. Yeah. Look, I'm just going to shower you with praise again. You're awesome. (laughs) Well, thanks. I commend you. Let's try a little exercise really quick. You up for it? Okay. Yeah, sure. I want you to hold up your hand. Okay. And now I want you to turn it around. If you ever need a replacement for the power object, this is going to be my suggestion. All right. I want you to put your thumb down. Now I want you to put your ring finger down. Now put your pinky down. And now your pointer finger down. (laughs) That's great. I love it. So for everyone listening, I, <laughs> my, my recommendation was that she, it's the middle finger. Just give them the finger. I don't have any patience for that. That's what I think of the middle finger. I reframed it in yoga. This finger is associated with um, Saturn and um, patience. And so I kind of reframed it. Like when someone's giving you the finger, they're really saying, I don't have patience for you. I need more patience. They're like, it's like a lifeline up to like the divine, like give me some, send me some patience. Cause I don't have any, but I like also the, like, just F that I'm not really, you know, I don't need to be patient for that. I need to keep my own energy and my own power and be who I came to be. I like how you reframed it as, I don't have patience for you, but I think that even applies there in that situation. Yeah. Because it's like, no, no, I don't have patience for you. Yeah. No, 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 we're good. We're good. Yeah. Patience ran out. (laughs) It ran out. I'm not going to be hung. You can do your thing and have your thoughts, but that's not going to inform mine. I think it is so cool. And and still, it's so cool to see you applying these lessons that you've learned along the way after the fact. I'm going to sound like a broken record. I think that's where the real magic takes place is when you make a change in your life. 
which I again, I applaud you for doing that. I think it's awesome. So I just, I hope you're giving yourself the credit that you deserve. Thank you. I've done a lot of things in this realm, right? Where different readings or worked with different people. And you did a really good job of continuing to, to say, I just hope that, that this helps change your life, your life today. Like the best thing you can do is go make that change in your life. You said that more than one time through, you know, words or email. And so I think you really, you really helped me to bring it in and want to make that choice and continue it to be an, an, a change in me in this life. So thank you for that. You're very welcome. Yeah. As much as still, I, I hear you on that one and I really receive it and I appreciate it so much. I just, there's this part of me that just wants to really hammer it home to everyone that there's only so much that I can do. Yeah. I had to I, I, except I have my <laughs> limits. I'm just, I ask questions. I hold the space, but <clears throat> there's another frog from the Nile. <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> But you have the power. Like, Kelsey, you have the magic. And I applaud you for that. But thank you so much for reflecting that back in me. And it means a lot to me that I was able to be there as a part of your journey. So just thank you so much for that. And thank you for just doing you. Because it's really nice to see my clients go ahead and apply what came out of the session. And again, I just, I don't want the record to skip. But that's what means the most to me when you make a change. That's it. That's what really just <laughs> I'm getting tongue tied on this one. <laughs> Aliens are cool. Ancient Egypt is cool. Going back in time, going to other dimensions. Yeah, that's cool. But this is cooler to me. So just thank you for being you. You're welcome. With that said. Where are we going next? Well, we're going to aliens. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So next, it was, it it took a little while for both of us to understand what was happening. I think because I was like in some kind of a ship and realized it was a spaceship and realized that um, I had this, this duty of going to different planets and taking readings <laughs> to see what they needed for help. And I mean, as I'm even hearing my own voice, I'm thinking like, am I making this up or is this real? Where's this going? And I had previously failed a mission to earth because I had chosen to come and shapeshift into a giraffe to take my readings. And that wasn't, that wasn't what was needed to get the information. <laughs> <laughs> I chose a giraffe because they're so tall and I thought they could see more, but that's not the synthesis of like the way the information gets synthesized. <laughs> I, I remember being on the other side of that, just being like, Jesus, <laughs> it's quite literal to come in and observe, but, but the other thing, like, a shape-shifting or shape-shifting <laughs> alien coming in as a giraffe. And there's a copy or coffee shop involved at some point, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> this, this is like what I was, remember what I said earlier? Huh? Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> so, yeah. I that was funny. I was like, okay. I'm, I'm gonna okay. I'm zipping up now. 
Kelsey, you have the floor. <laughs> Giraffe, up high. Failed your mission. Go. Failed my you mission. You got it. And the I mission, did not. I had to go. The mission like, commences. <laughs> I had to go like do training, more training, and all this stuff. I was clearly frustrated, and then I just find myself like back in the spaceship, going on another mission, and feeling more like feeling kind of like, yeah, I think I, I will do it. And I had to shapeshift into a human, and the human went to a coffee shop. And their home, like every day, they kind of had this very basic surface level insular life. And it was like, well, okay, fine. What's the, like, what's the point? Am I learning about what aliens do in terms of like taking, getting information to see what's needed on planets or what's going on here? What's the purpose of this? Sometimes I felt like an alien. I am not going to (laughs) lie. And I'm like, what's my mission here on earth? So, you know, there was that, but the coolest thing was that it really, it really wasn't about that. It was about showing me that, yeah, like originally I wanted to be a draft. I didn't want to be human because I'd heard that there was a lot that went with being human. There's like feelings and emotions and connecting with people. And, oh, then there could be sadness because you could lose that person or, you know, have to say goodbye. And I just wanted to not have to deal with all of that. (laughs) And so when I went back again, and I'm kind of seeing this whole thing progress through my journey, I did, I chose to be human, but like, mm, still not going to have any of that. I keep my heart really closed. I do only the things I kind of need to do. And what was shown to me is like, that sucks. (laughs) That, that, that was void. That was void of feeling. It was void of life. And even as this shapeshifter, I had a choice being in this human body that I could, I could have more. I could feel joy. I could be vulnerable. I could open my heart. I could live from this more expanded, um, connected place. And I had this and what, what was needed was to face this fear, a fear of dying. So it was actually connected to the lifetime with the rope because I had a, a, not just a fear of like, what does it mean to connect, but a fear of like, what all comes with connection? There could be hurt. I could, you know, I could be rejected, unloved. Um, it might be hard for me to love. And so I had to face what was there. I mean, I didn't have to face it on the journey, but like I got to then kind of dig in and explore and decide to face, and this has been happening in my life, um, what all is there in terms of fear, like fear of living, fear of, you know, being hurt. So it was the face, the choice to live in fear or to live in love. That was the message. I could live inward like a foreigner, or I could live open like I belong here. And I was, you know, told by the, my higher self, I have a heart for love. And I just needed to kind of see some contrast. Like, what does it mean if I close off my heart and kind of cut off that love from flowing and being free? Cause I've, I've been working with a lot of things around boundaries and stuff like that. And it's like, oh yeah, you know, I need to have boundaries, but gosh, I don't need to have walls. <laughs> I don't need to have like, I don't need to live all insular because I'm meant to be open-hearted and free spirited and like really live and share as well as the alien that I am. <laughs> so yeah, that was that life. Was that the last one before the higher? That was the last one. Yeah. So I just, I want to jump in really quick and say, 
for the higher self portion. I believe that all higher selves are very special. Dot, dot, dot. But holy shit. (laughs) When yours came in, oh my God. (laughs) The feeling in the room, well, there's something here right now. Uh Huh. (laughs) Well, shit. (laughs) What's going on here? And I think I even made a comment about it. You did. (laughs) What was it that I said? You when, said, holy shit. You oh, said, yeah, right. thank you on earth. Holy shit. And then you asked like, what can I do on my end to kind of like not have it be so intense? And <laughs> I herself said, feel your seat and your feet. <laughs> it was funny. I don't think it worked. I, maybe not. <laughs> maybe it subsided as I got used to it a bit. Yeah. But, yeah. I, I guess it. It was the same feeling I brought it up then, but I'll say it again now. Holy shit. I mean, I felt the same way. I've I've had those kinds of connections before, but I, I, I don't think I've quite had that experience for that period of time where I was put into that state physically and like, you know, in my, in my physiology and like really open this channel for my higher self to come in in that way and speak for such an extended period of time. It was very profound. I I was totally listening to everything you said, but I was still remembering the feeling. (laughs) (laughs) And, and then I'm also critiquing myself as a practitioner thinking, should I be saying things like that during a session? (laughs) Should I be talking to the the higher self saying, you know, we have an expression for that here. It's holy shit. (laughs) I find that they respond to humor. They do. And it, ser- it served, I think it served me to almost like, listen up. Like there is something here and it's, it's big, it's important. And it's, and it's me too, which was, it was very affirming to be honest. So I thought it was fun. It made it fun. <laughs> well, thank you. And yeah. one other thing I'll bring up because I did interview Tangie. Tangie is who referred you to me. And yeah. Because Tangie had spoken about this on the podcast, because I don't reveal things. What stays or what's in the session stays in the session. But of course, if you're willing to bring it forward, then we can talk about it. And since Tangie brought this up, it's okay to talk about it. That's my way of saying to anyone, like, you're safe. I'm very tight-lipped about what happens during these sessions. But I felt the same thing with Tangie's higher self. I think I may have told you about this. Yeah. And I remember not saying anything to Tangie, hoping that you would say something because still there was that. I don't want, if there's, for whatever reason, you don't want her knowing this. I don't want to violate that. But yeah, I felt a very similar presence with Tangie. So it was very interesting just for me seeing that, that the two of you knew each other and that there was this presence that came in that was very similar for the both of you. That presence where I'm looking around the room like, what, what the shit is going on right now? <laughs> what, <laughs> what? I'm completely sober. Why is the room spinning? So maybe that goes hand in hand with some kind of soul group. Maybe. That makes sense. That was my long-winded way of getting there. That makes sense. So now that we've brought up holy shit, room spinning, strong higher selves, what you got? At some point I was spinning. Yeah. I was spinning and you were like, we're going to stop the spinning. I was like, I think I like the spinning. <laughs> I don't know what lifetime it was, but I mean, literally, like I felt like everything was spinning and I've had that experience before. And I think when that happens, 
it's like there is some kind of energy portal that's being open and things are sort of reorganizing, like coming in. It's almost like a vortex, really. Mm -hmm. And like, so I think as that spinning is happening, it's like able to, you know, spin out kind of energies that maybe need to be spun out and spin in energies that kind of need to be spun in. So I thought that was cool. And along those lines of like a vortex, um, you asked me about the, the alien life. You're like, what was that? You asked my higher self and my higher self said, time is not linear. It's spiralic. And there are things that can be pulled from different places on the spiral on the same line. So it's like, like there's this, rather than being a horizontal line time, it's this big spiral. And so the you line, mind if I jump in really quick? Yeah, jump in. When I go through the process of the lives at the end of the set or with the higher self, I usually start with the first one and work down the timeline of what came up because the story weaves its way together. So it's understanding why you're shown what you're being shown. And when it came to the coffee shop life, even though I don't believe time is linear, I do view time through a linear lens because I can't wrap my head around what it means for time to not be linear. In the coffee shop life, it seemed very contemporary to me because I'm always looking for clues as to when you are. And well, I'll say this, I look for more clues in contemporary lives because sometimes when you're way back when, a couple hundred years really doesn't make a difference. So I look a little, or I fish a little more for contemporary because I believe it'd be cool for you to be able to retrace, or retrace your steps potentially at some point. If it's something that was an immediate past life in a linear sense, if you could go back and visit that coffee shop. I don't think I dug in that much for those types of details, but I think it was just more so to gauge where you've come from in a linear sense. Again, I, I don't believe time is linear. So when I was asking at the end, I believe, well, what was, was I asking for a time frame? Did I say something like it, this seems yeah, recent? Yeah, you said it seems contemporary. Mm -hmm. You know, like what was that or what, what were you wanting to, yeah, I think you were just kind of curious. It seems contemporary. So what, you know, what was it? And essentially they said it was because my higher self would kind of talk from I- or we it, curiously, mm -hmm. they talked about that towards the end. Um, but they, they said that life would be from what we would call the future and then described that, you know, time isn't linear, it's spiralic. And I, that makes sense. I mean, not, you know, none of it makes, <laughs> none of it makes sense, but like you can kind of wrap, you like imagine it, the line moving, right. From being something you would see as linear to something that would be spiralic. And then they describe that along the spiral, there's more like vertical lines. So there's these connection points where things line up and then energy can be transferred between like lives on this vertical line that goes from different places than on the spiral. And so like, there was something about these lives that were lining up. And the one with the alien actually really lined up with some, something that I'm working out in this lifetime that relates to these other lifetimes as well. And so, I mean, it kind of blew my mind. It was very clear and just, it also, it really helped me to understand and like, see how these things work together. Um, it was really neat. And I got really excited at that point because here I'm thinking, you mean I may get a more concrete definition of 
the intricacies of time. (laughs) Here we go. Now we're talking. While just listening and be like, hmm, interesting. Okay. How does this help Kelsey? (laughs) Because there's that, that part of me that just wants to fixate on, all right, tell me everything about this spiral. Where did the spiral come from? What does it mean? How does it work? You know, is there a way you could get more minute with the details so we can write a book about it? (laughs) Nope, can't do that. That's funny. But it was still really cool when that came out at that point of the session because I felt like things started to click a bit more for me. Mm. I don't think that that's, I, I really don't believe that's the way I've ever looked at it before in terms of that spiral nature and that these things just kind of move up and down and then there are these connection points. It made a little more sense. I still can't fully grasp it, but it was really cool. So higher self, Kelsey's higher self, I know you're listening right now. Thanks, homie. (laughs) That's great. So what else came up for you with the higher self? So you ended up going through and just saying one word. Um, rather than asking the big, long questions that I'd written down, which I, after I listened back, I was like, uh, duh, that makes so much sense. Like how easy was that, you know, and, and really intentional because one word was all that was needed. And my higher self like locked in and just gave these really clear answers. So clear, really helpful guidance excerpt like things I can focus on ways I can kind of look at things differently um this expanded kind of perspective that sometimes it was expanded in terms of just how I need to kind of see it or think about it sometimes it was expanded in terms of like oh you know it's like if you were to look at it just like it is today it's like you're stopping a movie in the middle and saying well that ending sucked (laughs) you know like there's a lot more that's that's gonna unfold and that put me a lot of peace Yeah, I just, I felt a lot of peace and also humor. Like it was really fun when I listened back. I was like, wow, so fun, so cool and helpful. Some of the little things that were helpful were uh, my higher self encouraged me to actually connect to and talk to my kids' higher selves that would help me in parenting. They really, it really affirmed what I've kind of been doing as a parent with my kids and why. And maybe even what's, you know, wanting to continue to unfold there and affirm some things about relationships. I asked about Chiron because I've got this kind of little, I mean, we all have a unique Chiron placement and that's what my higher self said, you know, unique and intentional and like how to work with it. Well, like connect with Chiron and do what Chiron did to heal, like make art, write poems, you know, um, seeing things like that. So that was really fun. Yeah, it was just so good. So fun. So cool. That's all I can say. I'm like, so cool. So cool. So cool. I'm getting excited thinking about it again. Because it was a session that really challenged me as well. Now, when you bring up the one word, as a practitioner, I always encourage my clients to be as concise as possible with the questions. As direct and concise as possible. So it's very clear what it is that you're asking. I believe that your session was one of those sessions where I would encourage all practitioners to trust your gut because my gut was telling me as, because at this point when we, I had been speaking to your higher self for a decent amount of time at that point and getting a feel for it. And my gut told me abstract was the way to go. That if I was too concise 
with the questions that things would be lost. Hmm. So I would encourage every practitioner out there to trust your gut. Of course, don't don't get too radical with the things that you try because in that situation, if I took that approach of, hey, let's just go for one word and it didn't pan out, all I needed to do was go back again and ask the question the way it was written down. So no harm done. And I would have caught on within maybe a minute or two that, hey, this isn't going to work. But I'm very glad that I trusted my gut on that one. And I think it's not even for practitioners. It's just in general. Trust your gut. If you feel that something is going to work, go for it. If you want to experiment a little bit and it's not detrimental, go for it. I thank you, Kelsey, for allowing me as a practitioner a little wiggle room, a little room for experimentation. Because it was really cool to see how one word could produce soliloquies. Yeah, it was really cool. I didn't know the difference. I mean, I've never done a past life regression before. So, but it made, it made sense when you said it. And then especially like once you started, we were in one or two, I was like, I mean, it was just so one word and it just locked in and everything that needed to come from it came from it. I probably got more of a clear answer because the question wasn't, you know, spoken verbatim based on how I wrote it down. And this is actually a little bit something about me that I know someone will ask me, like ask a question. And I've just like, I just know there's a lot more there than just what I can ask in one little question. And so it, it really actually works well with me and my kind of makeup and how I process information. I believe that this is also a testament to you as well, because you allowed the process to unfold. I trusted my gut on that one because I could feel that there was such a clear connection with the higher self and that even though you were present, you were just allowing the process to unfold because I think that's where it gets a little murky sometimes with other people is that there's a level of control that they're trying to exert and then it hinders the process. So again, I thank you for just being present, but also letting go at the same time and just trusting what was coming through because it made my job a lot easier. Mm. And this is also coming from a guy who has a difficult time letting go during my own past life regressions. I have to constantly remind myself, AD, shut up. Just let go. It's the, it's the mind chatter. I've, I've talked about this before, how whoever's doing the session for me, as they're counting me in to bring the higher self forward, I'm repeating to myself, you're just going to have to let this happen. Just let this happen. Just step aside and let this happen. Allow this to happen. Allow this to happen. And then, yeah. I love that. I think that's really helpful because I, I probably was doing something similar, even though I didn't, I didn't know that I was, but there is something that kind of, I, I know I need to work with in order to kind of put that sense of needing to control, or for me, it might be doubt, like, is this working? Is this real? You know, gotta, gotta put all those things aside and let this channel open and really be more curious than, you know, controlling and really allow and see what happens. And actually, um, it's funny that you mentioned it and you mentioned the word trust, because that's actually, as I think about the entirety of the session, um, and what the through line and kind of theme was. And one of the strongest um, responses that my higher self gave, it was around the word trust. Can I read it? Sure. Okay. Trust. The thing to recover. Trust. 
So much of trust is forgiveness. So much of trust is compassion. So much of trust is choosing in the present moment what you really want and believing it can be, not with a hook into anyone else to be a certain way, but with your free spirit, your worthy, full, and your mighty heart. Trust is not just returning. You're reclaiming it because you know it is the foundation from which everything will grow from here. See, higher selves are poets. (laughs) They're poets. Mine for sure is. (laughs) Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for allowing me to. You're very welcome. I I really like your higher self. (laughs) I like them all. God, why? why, Just don't mince your words. Do you just say, I like them all, but they're all very unique in their own way. They all have a different flavor while being the same at the same time. Yours is cool. I liked it. It's like a giddy saying it. Like, <laughs> is, is it watching me right now? Does it know I'm giving it the compliment? Maybe it's similar to what you described about me and Tangie. Like maybe it's a soul group thing, you know? And like, I feel like as we're human and we meet different humans, like we know when there's something that lights up and it's like, whoa, there's something there. That's just, it's not there in the same way with this other person. Although like I still can really relate and resonate like this other person or whatever. So maybe that's something that you're experiencing. Who knows? Just an idea. Could be. I think it's something I'll need to sit with, but thank you for that. Yeah. Okay. So as everyone's gotten to know you over the past hour or so, how can they work with you? I'm still figuring that out. (laughs) Um, Well, you can find me online. I have a website, KelseyHartbrock.love, and it's K-E-L-C-I-H-A-R-T-B-R-O-C-K.love. And um, at Kelsey Hartbrock is my Instagram and Facebook. And then I also um, am growing intentionality. So would love to see you pop over there. And that's intention dash ality, um, or on Instagram and Facebook, it's, um, in, t- in TikTok too, actually guys, it's intention underscore ality. You have a podcast as well, right? Oh yes. And I have a podcast that's intentionality. Yeah. We do some fun things. Tangie's on there too. She has a segment, um, feeling good with Tangie and I have a segment heart to heart with Kelsey. That's still pretty new guys. I'm telling you, I'm pulling things together, deciding it's safe to come out from hiding. And that's why I, that's why I say, well, I'm still figuring it out. Like I'm, I'm figuring out a lot of things in my own life right now. And definitely want to work with people and also want to create, want to maintain a balance so that I can continue my own healing in a way that feels really grounded and and create and stable, um, for myself and my family. And then as I'm also blossoming and opening and letting some things out into the world and playing in that realm. So, yeah. Let's try that exercise one more time. I want you to hold your hand up. (laughs) All right, thumb down. Yeah. Ring finger down. Yeah. Pinky down. Mm-hmm. Pointer finger down. Mm-hmm. I don't have patience for you. I don't have patience for you. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on today. And yeah. Just thank you for being you. And thank you for, for giving me faith in the process and seeing that it really is a special thing that I'm doing. And I appreciate that immensely. So thank you for for showing me that and reminding me that I, I can't convey through words just how much that really means to me. So thank you. You're welcome.
I just receive that appreciation and also thank you so much. It is very, very important, powerful work that you're doing. And thank you for doing it. It's my thank pleasure. you for having me on as well to talk about it because this was really fun. You're very welcome. I'd love to have you on again. Yeah, please. And maybe I need to have you on. I don't know if you do that, but. Oh, I'm down. I'm down. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I like the sound of my own voice. We're good. Sweet. As long as I've got a good mic, which I do. It makes so, a big difference. It really does. Yeah. yeah, I'm in. Awesome. Great. Thank you. Thank you, Daniel. Fellow time travelers, your journey through time awaits you. Just want to thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. And if you're interested in discovering who, when, and where you have been throughout time, and you'd like to book a session with me, just go ahead and send me a message on Instagram at the Past Life Regressionist, or you can reach me through my website, yourpastliferegressionist.com.